Coming to you from the world of AV control and programming with James King, I'm Steve Greenblatt, and this is Ask the Programmer. Hey, James, how are you today? I'm doing well, Steve, and yourself? I'm doing well. I'm glad that we're back, and I'm glad that we're getting some feedback from our listeners. And uh, one of those is Eric Bernhardt. He's uh, actually reached out to us more than once now. So so far, you're in the lead, Eric, and we, we, we hope that you can encourage others to do the same. And he can put out a post or a comment about our discussion with regard to training and the difference between manufacturer training and education. And I thought it was very insightful. So uh, thank you, Eric, for doing so. Uh, with that in mind, it leads very well into today's topic. And we're going to talk all, again about learning and, and it's about lessons learned doing programming. We're, we've all been uh, in the field, uh, those of us who have put in our years in AV and uh, much of what you learn or a good, good portion of it is on the job. So James, I'll, I'll, uh, I'm sure that you can uh, kick us off with uh, s some insightful ways that you've learned either good or bad, because sometimes the best learning is through mistakes or through uh, bad situations as well as good. So uh, what, what do you have to offer? Uh, yeah, I, I think I, I've actually said this a couple of times. So um, I've seen it before. It really sits well with me is the saying is, I don't fail. I either win or I learn. Um, that's like anything in life. We like, I don't lose. We don't, we learn from our mistakes. I always tell people if you're not making mistakes, you're not trying hard enough. Um, one, I mean, AV programming I had is uh, starting early out. We um, we're rolling out code and I learned to make sure your code is working very well and to listen to your coworker, we were, he was at a remote site. I was on campus and we were upgrading the code for all the rooms. So we had a, a workflow down where I would send the code. He would check the room, make sure it all worked. Then we will go to the next room and keep doing that. We got to the very last room and I sent him a message saying, hey, good to send the code. I did not get a reply. This was 3.30. I leave at 4 o'clock. I'm waiting. No response. No response. I'm like, well, I don't know why I'm not getting a response. My code's been working. So I sent the code. Just after I hit the send command, I get a text. Do not send the code. Vent going on. But our president is at the event. I'm like, well, too late. Code has already sent. Luckily, my code worked. So it, the, it was a very minor interruption. And But I learned from now on is I don't push code unless I'm 100% sure no one's in that room. That's <laughs> yeah. no doubt. Is that a good, 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 uh, good lesson? And um, it's funny because a lot of what we do is so, so behind the scenes. And, and, uh, you know, I think one of the things that I would always recommend to everybody and kind of similar to your conversation or your, your example is, is make sure you test everything. 
because no matter what, when somebody presses a button and it doesn't do what they think it's supposed to do, and it could have nothing to do with code, it is blamed on programming. And, and honestly, uh, even when you're sure everything works, just test it anyway. Yeah. You never uh, know. I'm a big component for that. Um, I definitely build a sandbox in our environment so I can push code to test it and try to see what is the oddest thing a user is going to do and if it's going to break the room. So I agree, definitely testing and retesting and kind of goes back to our earlier conversation about keeping revisions and clean code and making sure that you are sending the correct version um, and you're not sending broken code out there. So definitely test everything. I have a, you know, a few humorous stories I could share about, you know, making sure that you have all of your, your, uh, tools with you. Sometimes that means your power supply. Sometimes that means your laptop because you never know. Uh, and and uh, I've, I've been on site with a broken laptop screen because uh, on the way uh, it, I dropped my bag and the screen broke. You know, you, you never know when something could happen, but there, there's certainly tons of stories fr from the road and, and from the field that can, can easily be shared. Um, for me, I, one of the more recent lessons learned is that you, as much as you want somebody to do things a certain way and you may feel like you're right, you need to make sure that you're listening and considering the other person's perspective. And sometimes you just have to do what somebody asks you to do, even if you don't agree with it. So it's... Uh, it, it, you know, I think we take a certain responsibility of making sure that we advise the client or the user or whomever is asking for something to be done a certain way uh, as to the pros and cons, but sometimes you just have to do what you're asked to do. Yeah. Um, now, another story I have, and this is more a positive instead of a, a mistake, and I think this is a good one, is be confident in your abilities. Um, I took on a new project. This was a couple of years ago and it was my first big project for coding and the first one ever dealing with a DSP. So configuring DSP and all that stuff was brand new to me, big event space, high profile event space. And we had all the equipment installed and during the very first event, I was sitting on the sidelines, kind of just, you know, let's me pay attention, see what's going on. And the user, and of course, my CIO is in the room at the time. The user gets on the microphone and they're doing a chant and he gets really loud on the microphone and crackles. I'm like, oh, no. All right. That, I got to fix that in the DSP. Well, I went up to my CIO after the event and I asked him like, how did you think the room worked? And he goes, I think it worked great. Everything was awesome. I'm like, really? I go, you didn't hear that crackle in the audio. And he, my CIO looked me square in the eye and he's like, in the old system, when that user would get loud on the mic, 
You couldn't hear a word he said. Yulis understood what he said this time. So it was like, okay, I actually was doing something right. Yeah, we had to tune it a little more, but it wasn't as far off as I thought I was. Which is, I mean, one, it's a testament that you have high standards like that. And it's also good because, again, you were looking for feedback. You were open to feedback and you, you also didn't overthink it. So the fact that you were able to, to probably make a couple of adjustments, but saved yourself a lot, a lot of pain and potential uh, lost time trying to overthink what, what uh, you may not need to have done is it's actually a really good, good lesson. Yeah. Uh, what, how about um, so, some things that you've, uh, that you've run into that you, you feel like, uh, this is, as you mentioned before, it's just something that that I'm really going to to value uh, from a from a learning perspective. Is it, uh, you know, sometimes those things can be. Uh, here's this shortcut that I need that saves me a whole bunch of time. Uh, sometimes it's just a matter of um, doing something a, a different way that you never thought of. Uh, you know, any, any of those come to mind? Yeah. Oh, they definitely do. Um, definitely being able to step aside and try something new um, is always good. And like you said, listening to other people and taking feedback uh, is actually when I was in the development of that code for the space I was just mentioning before. I had a lot of features going on in the room. And this was all in my sandbox developing. And we were going through the UI, we were going through the code and all that stuff. And one of my coworkers made a suggestion. He's like, well, why don't you throw this option in there? I never even thought about doing that. It was, I was, I felt like I had a blinder on like, okay, we need to do X, Y, and Z. I'm like, that makes sense hearing it from an outside person who in rightful mind, he is not a programmer. He doesn't know programming, but he's, he has his own skills. Um, he came with, like I said, this was a great idea. I rolled it in and it's a feature we use a lot actually. So, so what that says too, is that sometimes we have to get out of our own way and, and, uh, uh, it, it also talks to the idea of the outsider's view or, or even somebody who's on the inside but sees things from a different perspective can, can really add a lot of value to, uh, to, to what a system can do. You know? And I, I think a lot of times programmers get tagged with the idea that, that they're, not, um, they're, they're not as creative. And one of the things that I've also found that they tend to want to, to really appease a client. So when they're asked to do stuff, they'll do it sometimes to their own detriment. And that's something that, that is another lesson learned is that making changes and doing things on the fly really are, is a nice thing to do. And don't get me wrong, I, I wouldn't say that I, I would rather have somebody who wanted to be accommodating than what was looked upon as being stubborn and uh, not not client centric, but 
some of those times you have to understand the time and the place. And so sometimes that's uh, either understanding the, you know, the, the, the impact of the change that you're going to do or knowing that maybe it's something that you put on a wish list. Yeah, definitely. Cause I feel, especially if you are always listening to the, what the customer wants, that the project is never going to be done because you're always going to be, Oh, well, can you do this? Can you do that? Let's add this. Let's change that. And in like my, my kind of environment, What's hardest about that is we have well tons of different users. We have you might have a math faculty member in that room, and then right after that you have a science professor, and then after that you have a business professor. All three of them have valid needs and ways that they want to teach in their class, but I can't sit there and program for every single scenario. Um that they were going to want. So we have to make the room accommodating to every professor, but there are some times you have to draw the line. Like I know we had one um, incident where we had to brainstorm with the division and the faculty member and our department because all our rooms were 16 by nine but the faculty member's content was four by three. And so he wanted us to change all the displays to four by three for his class. Cause and in rightful, I understood his, it affected his class. And I don't know if he thought about it or even kind of cared that all the other classes wouldn't have been effective. We made the change just for him. So we had to brainstorm and find a way to adapt his content to fit the room. Cause yeah, we could have programmed the room to be four by three and be like, okay, we solved that one user's problem, but now we have 10 other users we got to deal with. So you can't always solve every problem with programming. I think that's a good lesson learned actually, and probably a good way to wrap this one up. Um, I would encourage those of you listening to share some of the things that you've learned because not only would it be interesting to us, but I'm sure it'd be interesting to other listeners. And, and you know, as we try, try move toward building this community and try to encourage more conversations, it would be great for everyone to exchange information and help each other. So uh, hopefully this is a good starting point for that. Um, James, how... How can people get in touch with you and, and also uh, follow up on some of the things that you're doing? Uh, yeah. First off, um, like Steve said, we want, we want to hear your war stories, your best stories, everything that's out there. We all have them. Let's share them. Let's help each other out. Let's build this community. Uh, the one thing with that, let's um, be on the lookout. Steve and I will be putting out a survey um, very shortly after this episode air to try to get feedback from you guys a little more on what you're looking for and what's out there. Um, so be on a lookout for that uh, survey, but you can reach me at AV underscore James King on Twitter, James King on LinkedIn, and then swing by higheredav.com or my monthly column, IT and AV. 
And for me, I can be reached uh, simply at Steve Greenblatt on social media. And I really like to connect and, and uh, keep these conversations going. It's, uh, it's, it's fun to be able to see the similarities and also learn from others who are in different roles and different positions. I think every one of these episodes, we uh, are learning from each other. And I think it's a testament to what this community can provide. Uh, but until then, please uh, continue to ask the programmer and reach out and let us know what you're thinking and share uh, some feedback. And we look forward to being in touch with you.